0: We are used, I think, to finding the door unlocked and maybe even open to us. There are all sorts of inspiring and moving passages in the Bible about doorways. For instance, earlier in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, ask and it will be given you. search." and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And there is uh, perhaps an even more inspiring passage in the book of Revelation where the resurrected Christ proclaims, listen, listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in you, into you, and eat with you, and you with me. Now those are the, the types of scripture that we like here at St. A's, right? We don't get that today though, do we? No. We have a very different tone in today's gospel reading this morning. Instead of the promise of an open door or a Christ bidding us to open our hearts, we get these so-called foolish bridesmaids knocking at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But with the groom responding, truly I tell you, I do not know you. They wanna come into the wedding. They wanna come into the banquet, and they find themselves excluded. And what's more, we also see the so-called five wise bridesmaids hoarding their oil and refusing to share out of a fear of scarcity. They do this in contrast to Jesus's very own command, from the Sermon on the Mount, to give to everyone who begs from us and to not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from us. So what's going on here? Where are God's loving arms thrown wide in this parable? Where is the trust in God's abundance? Where is the generosity that is commanded of us? How is it possible that the kingdom of God is reflected in this parable where there is such selfishness and exclusion by the characters in the parable? Well, I wanna say that there are plenty of parables of grace and welcome, and we get to hear those sometimes. But this is a parable of a different sort. This is a parable that issues a challenge. And to see this, I think it's important for us to start with the context of the parable and recognize that Jesus is speaking to his disciples alone. He is speaking to the church. His listeners are the folks who have already dedicated themselves to following Jesus, and already believe that God is doing something new and wonderful in Jesus's ministry. Jesus is not speaking to the crowd. Jesus is not speaking to outsiders. These are the folks on the inside who have heard the message of God's love and acceptance that Jesus proclaims, and they've heard that radical ethical challenge that Jesus issues. And they have said yes, yes to this good news. So with this in mind, I don't think that it is a mistake that the bridesmaids say, Lord, Lord, and the groom says, I do not know you in response. If we know Matthew's gospel, then we will hear echoes of this exchange from an earlier teaching When Jesus tells folks that not everyone who says to him, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of God. To those others who who pay only lip service but do not do God's will, Jesus will say that he has never known them and send them away. There's a challenge here that this parable echoes. Nor do I think that it is coincidental that Jesus uses the example of lamps and oil in this parable. For again, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This parable, then, is not an allegory about who gets into heaven or about how the second coming of Christ will look, but is instead a call to be prepared and to remain vigilant. Jesus invites his disciples to a sense of urgency and to a sense of purpose. Keep awake, therefore, he says. And we stay awake and aware. We we store up extra oil for our lamps when we live into God's will and live into our identities as a light to the world. And let's face it, we all know that the world needs light. With all of the the sexual misconduct allegations that are being exposed, the world needs the church to bear witness to the dignity of every human being. With With the gun violence of this society continuing unabated and the drums of war beating everywhere, The world needs the light of God's peaceable kingdom and needs a church that will work for justice and for peace. And the world needs a church that will respond to those who are most vulnerable and that will seek and serve Christ and all people. Later in this same 25th chapter of Matthew from which we heard this morning, Jesus tells his disciples that they are, in fact, serving him when they feed the hungry and give a drink to the thirsty, when they welcome the stranger, when they clothe the naked, when they care for the sick, and they visit those in prison. Surely, we must have a sense of urgency about meeting these most basic needs, And it is in this way that we can stay awake and aware. Our commitment to care for those in need comes from knowing the love of God and discovering ourselves and our neighbors in relationship to God. Being awake to the gospel is about the new life and the transformation that takes place in our lives as we come to a deeper understanding of what it means to be a child of God. And let's face it, that's something that happens best in community. I think it's in this this parish church that we are invited to worship in ways that praise God and draw us closer to one another. Here we find companions for our earthly pilgrimages and our spiritual journeys. In this place, we are able to explore our deepest questions and celebrate our deepest connections. And here we are invited to reach out beyond these walls to share with others the good news of God's love. As a community, we are striving to live into this vision. We are, we are striving to be awake and aware to the needs around us and to reach out as God's hands to meet that need. I think that one of the ways that we can come to be awake and aware is actually through the the financial commitments that we make to this parish. Now we're in that season again, where we discern together as a community what sort of financial pledge we will make to St. A's for the upcoming year. And I think one of the ways that we can stay awake and aware to God is by recognizing that money is not meant to be the central concern of our lives. And one of the ways that we can live into that reality is by giving some of our money away. We can stay awake and aware by financially supporting this beloved and quirky community. (laughs) This community that nurtures souls and feeds the hungry and longs to foster and create beauty. We stay awake and aware by cheerfully, if if also sacrificially, giving financially to this place, this place that is a place of belonging and grace. We stay awake and aware by giving to God and by giving to God's mission of love and justice. And there are all sorts of pragmatic reasons for doing this giving. Yes, it helps our budget. Yes, it pays for our salaries. Yes, it pays for the lights. Yes, it pays for building improvements and on and on and on and I honor these reasons. But beyond these reasons, I believe that as we financially support this parish and we support all that God is doing and will do in this place, that our giving makes it possible for God to be at work here Jesus challenges us to be awake and aware in this parable of the bridesmaids. And I'll tell you something, if I am honest with myself, and I guess since I'm up here with all of you, (laughs) then I have to admit that I personally associate myself most with those foolish bridesmaids who do not have their oil. If I lived in this parable, if this was my story, then I would definitely have run out of oil. I would have definitely been one of those people knocking at the door. Knowing that, I could only throw myself into the arms of God's love and mercy, because frankly, I need it. But here's the thing when I find myself in those arms, then I also recognize the challenge into which those arms of love invite me. They support me and they lift me up and they invite me to step out beyond myself into new, new awareness and to new avenues and into new ways that will percolate into every component of my life. This parable issues a challenge. It issues a challenge, and I hear Jesus saying, wake up and rejoice and let your lamp shine and share in what Jesus is doing. Amen.